Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest. Breaker, the big moves have been made. The Toronto Raptors have their training camp roster. The, the players that are officially signed going into training camp, they're on the team right now. And we're going to break down the main signings for the Toronto Raptors this offseason. All moves that have been made. And... You know, the Raptors, despite the fact they lost uh, Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green, they've picked up a lot of interesting players that could certainly help this roster going forward. Yeah. Now, be careful when you say big moves, Ben. We were some heavy backlash the last time that we made the, the big moves claim, but I definitely agree with your point. Something had to be done, of course, with losing mm -hmm. Kawhi Leonard, and it's impossible to fill in the talent that he had, just the straight-up talent in his presence on the court. There's not going to be one single player bring the Raptors to a championship again in the same fashion that happened last season. So what we've seen happen so far, and whether or not it turns into something bigger, maybe a trade, right now it seems like how can we make a strong of a complete unit as possible, soccer style or baseball style, where you just have a good all-around team. And we're going to break down who we think among those that we've picked up is the best and what the ratings are. So, Ben, maybe you want to break us down however you decide. Certainly. So, we're doing A-plus grades, or the letter system, grading system. So, we're going to break down all the players, and we're going to start. You brought up we lost Kawhi Leonard. We're going to bring the guy that most resembles Kawhi Leonard in terms of play style. Certainly not at the same level, but a 3-and-D defender guy in Stanley Johnson. Riker, what is, your, what is your rating for Stanley Johnson, the pickup? Stanley Johnson is a B minus. He's not coming in with anything impressive. I think that there is maybe you see potential in this man. Maybe mm -hmm. you see work ethic. Maybe you see build that is reminiscent of um, who was the Ben Wallace, you know, but in a much smaller <laughs> position or some guy or maybe like a Dennis Rodman, some guy that's going to come in there undersized but can match up amongst the best of them. But I see a guy that he doesn't give us upside in the places that we need and that's scoring right we have guys that can commit themselves on defense and he just really doesn't cut the chops for me I don't see where his offensive game is going to come from we'd have to sit on him for a year or two before he turns into anything and that's not bad but for a team coming off a championship it's not what we need right now okay Riker so you put it at a B minus I'm throwing it at a B plus and I wanted to say A-minus, but I'm throwing it a B-plus because Stanley Johnson was a guy, he was a lottery pick that was very encouraging coming into the league. He obviously played for the Detroit Pistons, who haven't been notorious for developing talent, aside from Andre Drummond. So they, he hasn't been in the greatest systems. New Orleans Pelicans, he didn't really develop either. But once again, not, a, not an established franchise. But he is a guy that has shown he can play phenomenal defense and he can knock down threes. Maybe not the most consistent basis, but he, he doesn't have a broken jumper by any means. He can certainly knock them down at a capable level at the NBA. The, th the biggest issue with Stanley Johnson in terms of his development has been his feel for the game and his ability to look comfortable on the court. It's similar to OG, but probably for a more extreme stance for Stanley Johnson. And he he's got the physical tools, he's got the jump shot. And, you know, it's all about just developing that feel for the game. And with the strong development staff, I think that's something that can certainly be worked on. And from highlights we've seen of Stanley Johnson in the offseason, it seems like that's the area of his game that looks much improved. It's He hasn't developed a crazier handle or a smoother jump shot, but those aren't the areas that he's really struggled in. His feel for the game, his ability to hit spin around jump shots, it, it's been pretty cool to see him in these highlight scrims. Obviously, that's not the NBA, but it looks like he's developing on the areas he struggled in in the past, and maybe on the Toronto Raptors, he's going to be capable of you know, re-upping his game and living up to that potential that he had on draft night. Now, 
is that for sure? No, that's why I'm putting it at a B plus. But the fact that he is improving in that, maybe Masai sees something in him that no one else does. Fair enough, Ben. Fair enough. And we'll just swing through it because we have a, few, a lot of signings. So we want to get through them all yep. uh, in a reasonable amount of time. Stanley Johnson, he's a similar narrative towards the rest of the pickups. They're guys that are not polished in any particular area but do show upside. So I'll bring it over to Rondé Hollis-Jefferson next. He's a B-plus for me. I had him pegged at an A, but then I'm thinking, wait a second, he's filling into that small forward, power forward position and really in lieu of Kawhi Leonard. It's not a fantastic pickup, especially when there was, you know, maybe better moves could have been made. I don't know. But as is, he's a terrific shot blocker, 41% from the field, not terrible numbers, and he has room to develop. So I think he's a, he's among the best that we've signed. Certainly. I think Rondé Hollis-Jefferson could have the best season out of all the pickups next year. He's in a contract year. He's a guy that probably could have got more money somewhere else, but he wanted to come to the Toronto Raptors development staff and show what he can do. I'm in your boat. I'm saying B+. Plus. I think I think he has. he's going to be the best player out of these guys next season, unless Stanley Johnson can really live up to his potential. But the way he gets the rim, the way he attacks, the way he defends... He's, he's a guy that will step in and do a lot of the things that are going to be lacking on the wings to the Toronto Raptors with his, his size and length. I'm putting it a B plus though because the one area of his game where he struggles is his jump shot. In today's NBA, you need a guy that can space the floor if you're going to be an A or an A minus pickup. So unless he develops that three-point shot throughout the season, he's going to remain a B plus in my eyes. No, it's the same reason I brought him down, Ben. But I don't agree with what you're mm-hmm. saying that he would be the number one or Stanley Johnson brings it to my next guy Matt Thomas for me he's an okay. A because he fills the position or the requirements that the Toronto Raptors are losing he's not short by any means like I said his athleticism mm-hmm. in the NBA because it's always a struggle in the transition from the EuroLeague to the National Basketball Association is can you keep up with the aggressiveness and the speed and the pace of the NBA but if he can do that he is a reasonable mm-hmm. size you could slip him down to the one if you wanted to he's more of a traditional two and he can shoot the three so I think he I'm giving him an A because he is all the check marks and if he can be the same that he was while he was overseas then he will have a spot on the roster well Riker that's a very fair point and I you're you're saying A I'm putting out a B plus as well I've been going with the I think I have three B pluses already with this group but Matt Thomas, he's a guy that is a ridiculous three-point shooter. He shot 99% on open threes, apparently, in Europe last season. So he's he's a guy that will certainly be able to come in and stroke it. But we've seen players in the NBA with killer jump shots just not be able to put it all together on the basketball court. You know, guys like Jimmer Fredette and even Jason Capono is one of the best shooters, a former Raptor, but not really... Be yeah, able but, to be a guy but we've seen guys like J.J. Redick and Kyle Korver oh, who have painted themselves a... 20-year-long career, basically, and uh, any team is thrilled to pick them up. Certainly, but I'm putting him at a B-plus, because for every J.J. Redick and and player like that, you get a guy that kind of flops, so I'm not all in on the Matt Thomas hype train. I think he could be really good. I'm not saying he's bad by any means. I'm putting him at a B-plus. I think it was a very smart pickup, and Masai Ujiri got him very early in the offseason before anyone else was talking about him. We were we were thinking about pairing him with Kawhi as well, so I think he could be a great pickup for the Raptors, but I'm not Put, I'm not selling it as an A just yet, because in the same vein of Stanley Johnson and Rondé Hollis Jefferson, they all have skills that can be very, that are very intriguing as a Raptors fan, but they all have certain holes to the game that they really need to fill to be an A in my eyes. 
That's fair, Ben. Now you say you pegged them all at four, or sorry, B plus thus far. And this one, yep. I'm sure that you're not going to have a B plus answer. I would be shocked if you put them on the same level as the rest of the players that we've mentioned to this point. Cameron Payne, for me, he's getting a C plus. And now you might respond, but Riker. You made a podcast raving about this guy or maybe just having him as a serviceable backup point guard. But with the criticism and the backlash that we've got, he's never played more than 57 games. Well, actually, that's not true because he swung around teams so many times. Mm -hmm. But basically what we see is a guy that he just doesn't do anything amazing. He's not shooting in high 30%. He doesn't really offer that much. He's, you know, he's a backup true and true point guard. And people say he sucks. And until I see better, I'm going to also give him that uh, corresponding grade. So C plus for Cameron Payne. That's that's a very fair grade. You know, I mentioned, you brought up earlier in the podcast, he's not a big player. He's not a big time signing, but he is a big name in the league. He's known for like dancing. He's been around teams and people thought he had a lot of potential. And he's also a big name because a lot of people thought he was complete trash with the Chicago Bulls. That's just the narrative behind Cameron Payne. A lot of people know who he is. I'm putting it at a B minus, Riker. He... He's a guy that I agree. His NBA stints with Oklahoma City and, for the most part, Chicago. He had one season where he was fine. He could knock down a three or two, but wasn't really the greatest player on the court. He he looked like he didn't really have a, a established spot in the NBA. And he was playing on summer league teams. The Bulls let him go despite being a young player. But the reason I'm putting out a B-, because he's always had the potential. And uh, the, the summer league, because the Masai Jerry probably didn't have him on his radar initially, but the way he performed in the summer league, and people are saying that his skills look a lot more refined, he doesn't look like the same player, there's there's a little bit more light at the end of the tunnel in terms of Cameron Payne's game. So I'm, a, I'm putting out a B-, despite the fact everything he's shown in the NBA isn't super encouraging, and he's going to have to show more if he wants to get to the, the B-plus or A range for me. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, you'd be crazy to give him any high number but or high letter, mm. but it's not to say that he can't exceed yep. expectations, surpass expectations. We do need a backup point guard, especially if Fred is going to be shifting up into the starting lineup, which is what the rumors well, right have been saying. What's that? Well, Riker. Yeah. Right? As, as the rumors say, Fred might be starting at the two. Exactly. And that's a great segue into our next player. Well, okay. lump, lump them together because they're both, this is, this is how I want to say it, they're mm. both college guys. One with four yep. years, one with one. We got uh, six, or two four. Seasons. Two Was it only two? What? Nah. 121 Two, two seasons and they had one off. Okay, fair enough. We got a 6'4", mm-hmm. 205 pound guard in Terrence Davis. F- yep. 15 points per game, 37 three-point shooting percent, 44% from the field. Serviceable, right? Yep. He could come in, make an immediate impact. We got a... A lanky, tall, 6'11". We got Bruce, Chris Boucher Light coming in. Duan Hernandez, <laughs> one of the most confusing names in terms of what his background is. Nobody really knows. Who do you peg as... You Swing this however way you want, but the way that I look at it is that we're not going to be playing two college roster guys in one season. There's no way. And despite Terrence Davis maybe having more available, and this is what you were probably going to say, he might be the backup point guard, but I think it's more likely we're going to see Duan Hernandez because we have a complete lack of big man if you take out Ibaka and you take out Marcus So I'm putting them both at the same, putting them both at a B minus, but you never know. Either of them could take the next step in the league. Well, Riker, this is where we have our biggest disagreement. We've been pretty close in the letter grade so far, but Terrence Davis for me is an A+. He's an A-plus signing. He's an undrafted guy. He played four years at Ole Miss, 
everything I've seen from him in the, the Summer League, he was rated, I believe, by NBA.com, the eighth best player in the Summer League. He just has that feel of a Fred Van Vliet, of a, of a Siakam, where, where they exude confidence. They have the certain skills that are very developable. And, you know, he's, a, he's polished. He's polished coming into today's league as a four-year guy. He's a, he's a perfect player for the Toronto Raptors roster that can shoot threes, is athletic. He's not even undersized for a backup guard. I think he's the type of player that fits the narrative of a Toronto Raptor underdog that's trying to prove himself. And, you know, his play style fits the team as well. So I think Terrence Davis, he could be the surprise of the, the season. I think he could be the player that comes in and steals rotation minutes for this team. And, you know, you brought up Duan Hernandez. Uh, I hope we're pronouncing that right. He's a B-plus for me as well. I've, as, I, as I've said, a B-plus has been my kind of go-to grade for this podcast. But he he's a guy, he's a phenomenal rebounder, a phenomenal defender. His three-point shooting is lacking in terms of a big man, which is kind of needed if you want to be a heavy rotation piece in today's league. But 6'11", 235 pounds. He, he's a guy that can certainly carve a niche for himself in terms of aggressiveness and energy, and it's similar to Pascal Siakam, where Siakam had kind of a mid-range jump shot coming into the league, but he was an energy player, and Masai Ujiri loves to pick up these guys that can lock down their position, be great help defenders if they're big people, big men, and then, you know, if he develops that offensive game a bit more, you know, for a 59th overall pick, that's a B-plus signing for me obviously you got to be able to knock down the three if you want to be an a and terrence davis is an undrafted player that's an a plus pickup for me wow wow yeah definitely definitely contrast and opinions there ben but we'll let everybody sound off on what they think there's a lot of gradings because there's a lot of pickups and we're just going to have to wait and see how the season plays out. Certainly. Let us know what you guys think. If you agree with the grades or not, let us know in the comment section below. You're the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. we got a lot of cool stuff coming the rest of the summer. And the the guys that we have signed to non-guaranteed deals that are fighting for positions in camp, we're going to break all those guys down in the coming weeks. So stay tuned to the channel. Subscribe. Tell your friends about it. We really appreciate all you guys. Hey, right, Cheers.